Hello and welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or if in fact there are no point at all. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Today it is Tuesday, April 6th. I have the regulars of Ben, Dan, and Nick. Hello. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is that did you I was just uh I was just vaccinated. Is that was that like a side effect of your vaccination, Nick? Were you vaccinated? Well Seth, Is the side effect being in, mute or being oh, giggly? What are you talking about? Seth, interesting you ask. Uh, because I have been vaccinated with my first shot. So Nice. nice. What did you so, get? Well, I just want to admit something to the audience. I already told Seth I was vaccinated prior to him <laughs> recording this podcast and he told me to act. And pretend that I a great I job. Something <laughs> in the Oscar reel. Yeah. What, uh, so, so, which, so let me guess. You had Moderna. Yeah, because I told you I had Moderna. Yeah. Yes, I got it. I got it as well. <laughs> um, I my arm is a little bit sore, and every once in a while it breaks into the Macarena. I don't know why that is. <laughs> is that a side effect? I think so. So wait, is there is there really differences between the vaccine, or I guess? In terms of side effects, I was hearing the Johnson and Johnson is very brutal because it's like one one shot. Uh, I mean, frankly, they're all not properly studied in terms of like doing comparative studies to really genuinely track the side effects. Uh, so everything is anecdotal, but um, I think generally the consensus that I've at least seen is that for the Pfizer shot in particular, the second one is kind of brutal. Uh, and a lot of people are falling kind of ill. It's sort of it's sort of like a, an acute viral infection, which makes some sense because it's you know mimicking a viral RNA, and you've already kind of primed the immune system for that kind of response. So a lot of people are reporting you know moderately high fever, a lot of aches, kind of viral malaise, that kind of thing. I think. But that's the, the less change, than the Moderna. Why is that less if they're both mRNA? It has to do with like the specific type of encapsulation, probably, I shouldn't say this definitively, but the current working theory, as far as I understand it, is that it has to do with a different way that the vaccine is essentially coded. And it's, you know, the RNA within the vaccine is coded in something called a liposome or something to essentially form like a, like a double membrane around it. And the exact composition of that kind of capsule is different between the two and that is probably they probably have different levels of you know immunostimulatory properties and that's that's kind of the best hypothesis that we have at the moment but until you know this is doses can be set aside responsibly for scientific study as opposed to just getting people healthy uh, i think we're gonna kind of be in the dark about the specifics for a while i have a question when you said the J&J is one shot, what came to mind was the Eminem song, Eight Mile, right? Do you remember? He's like, you got, you got one shot. Yes. It's like do my Mackay fighter. Come on, dude. We've, I've had some viewers or listeners suggestions uh, that you perform more for us. <laughs> I just remember that, like, you have one shot. And then there's something about Mackay Pfeiffer. There you go. All right, I think you Does should, that have uh, something to do with the J? Is, is that, did they somehow, I'm trying to tie in eight, the movie Eight Mile to I get to it, COVID. because you got, you got one shot. They, they could use that in their commercial. Like, you only get one shot. 
uh, to our listeners, uh, Dan was lip syncing the song. Nick, I really Dan, how are you? Like meta commentary role that you're taking on. No, I'm just, just good. Just to our listeners, Nicholas is posing in front of a picture of a Republican icon. But, but, but look, 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 look. And next to a picture of Barack Obama. Wow. You've They're from the our wedding. One of the best presidents of the past 20 years. Our hashtag, years. he let 500,000 Syrians die. Our, our hashtag at our wedding was across the aisle because Ellie's a Democrat. Right. And that's sweet. If we can if we can stay married, the country can stay married. Even though we so. sometimes have very worse. I think one thing we could talk about is the increasing after decades and decades decades of cozying up to business mm-hmm. and taking corporate donations to try and rig elections for decades. Now that corporations have some anti Republican views, the Republicans feel that corporations should not be allowed to have opinions on anything. Which I thought was like an interesting wrinkle. Mitch McConnell said, we'd like our corporations to have no opinions and not be involved in politics except to give us money, was actually a quote from the Republican leader in the Senate. He said the except to give us money part? He did, actually, yes. Oh, well, he did I admire him for his political honesty. action committees, whatever those are. Yeah. So I think it's, I think the one thing that we haven't really, the repercussions of Donald Trump will last for decades and pissing off everyone who ever had an education and saying that they are like evil maybe wasn't the greatest long-term move for the Republican Party, like losing the kind of you know suburban college-educated woman mm-hmm. in Georgia I think suburbs. They're forever they. lost. I'm not sure they're forever lost. I don't because I don't well, see I that. think that if you look at the crew of people that are coming behind Donald Trump, they're doubling down, right? Mitt Romney is about to be kicked out of the Republican Party. So no, he will. M- Mittens won't be. Senator well, Romney will not be. Utah Republican Party tried to censure Mitt Romney for his impeachment vote and they yeah. tried he lost the republican primary in utah in his first race and they had to change the rules he won a court case to get on the ballot yeah i so utah gop utah republicans are different from uh, heavily more you know trump was never fully popular among mormons and I, i'm saying I, so therefore that party should be the most receptive to a kind of common sense republican that Mitt Romney pitches himself to be in. Yeah, if anything, that's worse for you, Nick. Because right, that's worse to your argument, exactly. That the... Falling into the cult of Trumpism to the same extent, right. but yeah. they're still doing drastic shit like this. What about Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney is, uh, she she's an inspiring figure. Right. She's sort of Def- the last She's going to lose that. re-election, right? No, she won't. Don't say that. She's probably not going to run, or she's going to lose. Anyways, I think that was an interesting moment that we're having this weird world where Let's say Jeff Bezos today and came out and said, you should raise the CEO of the largest corporation in America said you should raise corporate taxes. That is a good yeah, thing for America. So, and I, then I, the Republicans will say, no, we can't do this. It'll kill businesses. Jeff Bezos said, please raise my taxes. He's raise- doing it for it's called market capture and crony capitalism. So the reason why Amazon is in favor of raising the minimum wage. I can't wage, understand, though, what's the what companies are good and what companies are bad and what. It is. It's not a question of good or give evil. Give us business advice, but we shouldn't. Other times, when it disagrees with our views, it's very confusing. No, it's companies that use government regulation to to gain an advantage, uh, a competitive advantage over a competitor. So that's called market capture. And what that way principle is can Amazon be on a doing small, that? What way is Amazon, Amazon is doing that? that to compete against Walmart? Because Walmart is much more retail focused, has a lot more brick and mortar stores, and and relies on paying people 
more like they're in in locations where they like can pay people minimum wage and i'm I'm not like look i'm very wait i'm confused how the corporate tax i'm in favor i'm in favor of it's a it's a way of he's pushing for i mean i i can't i'm not i'm not a hundred percent fully aware of what their strategies on this or or i think if he is if he is in fact corporations can pay more in taxes in, but don't you think and he's also, and he, but he Nick, has, he has free agency to also, donate to the federal government whenever he wants to. Don't you think he's also? It seems like that has more to do with just he's realizing his public image and like Amazon's strong arm tactics, especially with like Bernie going to that plant and all these unionization efforts. He just knows he needs to resuscitate his image. So I don't think it's as as like uh, complicated as crony capitalism. It just seems like. He realizes he is on the back foot. What? Okay, it's it. Crony capitalism is is a too vague of a term. What I would view it as market capture. It's it's applying. It, it's pushing for lobbying for a regulation that would benefit them, and that would that would hurt a competitor more than it would hurt them. Like it, it's a tactic. It, businesses have done this for a century. Like, and and. As a Republican, I, I believe in free markets, but I also believe that these markets can be captured by corporations by lob- through, through their lobbying efforts or whatever. And I think it is the responsibility of the government to prevent that from happening and, and, and maintain a competitive market. And when you have that, wages go up, prices go down. If you raise corporate taxes, that's not actually – I mean the, the tax reform bill that Trump passed lowered corporate taxes. And it was in order to make companies – American companies more competitive to stay in the United States to keep their corporate headquarters in the United States. We traditionally have had one of the higher corporate taxes in the entire world. I would say 30, the in the thirty percentile. I mean, I'm I'm just talking right. off the top it was of my head. In the fifties, for a lot of the forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies, we did fine then too. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that. I mean, well, they're, they're, keep in mind, they're, the rest of the world is raising it states. from twenty-one to twenty-eight. It'll probably end up at like twenty-five because of Joe Manchin or whatever. It's not like we're talking about these. Right. massive increases it seems reasonable that american corporations who are handed the world in many respects can pay a little bit more to keep it a place we can all live in or whatever but wait I, let's I think what you end up by doing is you end up outsourcing jobs and you end up losing revenue wait you have but, the, it leads to the opposite of intent of what you what you want which is to increase revenue into the government coffers well, wait so what do you think about this janet yellen was proposing like a global tax rate well, there you go. That's like, again, that's what you do is you, you if you're going to raise our corporate taxes, you raise, you pressure the rest of the world to raise theirs. I mean, if you can succeed in doing that, go for it. That's fine. But it's incredibly, I mean, that's aspirational. I mean, that's just ludicrous to assume that we have that leverage to raise corporate taxes in other countries. And and it, it, what you're doing is, it's sort of the same principle of what Amazon is doing. Amazon is bucking criticism to say that they don't pay taxes. Or they don't pay their, you know, workers a certain amount. So what they buck that criticism by advocating for the policy, but then to prevent their competitors from gaining an advantage over costs, they push for a blanket policy on everyone else. And this is what Janet Yellen is proposing internationally. So there's no, there's no like corporate tax competition. I mean, but that's just aspirational because you're not going to lower Singapore's corporate tax. Just because Janet Yellen says that, it's not going to lower Singapore's corporate tax or other places like that. It's just it's 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 trying to capture 
a competitive advantage to prevent a competitive advantage from other countries. Well, so this is a really stupid question then. Like, why don't we just tear the shit out of Singapore if they don't agree? We have a free trade agreement with Singapore, so it would violate that agreement. But I mean, that's well, why don't we just rip it up? Like these trade agreements are break the paper it, they're right? written on. Agreed. Like, why don't, we'll why don't we just, why don't we well, just they, actually it, like uh, the thing that you're saying is aspirational. Why don't we just actually leverage the economic advantages that we have in order to get something productive done for the good of the fucking planet? Because we also export stuff to Singapore. I mean, I, I'm using. Well, I'm not. I don't mean to pick on Singapore. It's a great sure, but ally. like, what are like? <laughs> is that really going to hurt us to a yes. commensurate level with what we would do to them? Take, take China. I mean, I am, I am, I am in favor of curbing the Chinese government's influence all over the world. I'm in favor of challenging them. I'm in flavor. I'm in favor of plastering the sea around China with navy gray from the seal of our navy ships. However, you have to realize okay. that when we tariff the shit out of them. They can tariff the shit out of us. I mean, we export huge portions of, of our agricultural market to China. Pork, wheat, grain, everything. I give Donald Trump some credit that I would say one of the more successful economic policies he had was his trade war with China, which the, the I, 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 mean, I, I agree with some of that because the Chinese little, are fleecing us. I'm not. I'm not against uh, quote unquote trade well, war with China, like... but I think you have to be incredibly cautious if you use tariffs. As a retaliatory. But it seems like if you're using them surgically, you can bring people to the table, as Ben's suggesting. You can right. force people. And, like we're, traditionally and we're already doing that. Don't we already have tariffs on like our close allies? Like we have all these tariffs on France, the UK. Uh, yeah. And now there's a retaliatory tariff on UF whis- whiskey, for example. Like, look at Smoot Holly. Look at, I mean, this is Econ 101. Like, I took one Econ class, and this is the one thing I remember from this and, and watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off day off and ben stein's lecture in that in that movie is tariffs do not work smoot holly was an epic disaster which like prolonged the great depression and this smoot holly was this congressional act that put tariffs on a myriad of of things and what the rest of the world responded is by putting tariffs on u.s goods so like we sell stuff internationally we export stuff and it, it like this is the problem know, with using trade so, as, so a, being, as a so weapon what you're suggesting is like like is- if we are to if we were to use this ability and this kind of economic weight somewhat strategically and selectively, like do you think that every other country in the world is going to like get together and like collectively then tear up the shit out of US goods? I don't think that would happen. Like I well, feel like the that's... EU sort of is a when we negotiate trade with Europe, it's the EU. So it's not just I mean it's very Often recently, it's been with the EU and not individual European countries. And so they respond as a block usually. Um, but do you think you know, the EU would be against like high corporate tax rates in I general? Think I, I Ireland would be opposed. I think certain Okay, countries but then you're talking about individual EU. countries if you're negotiating with the block as a whole. But on, on trade specifically, not tax policy. Like, the, I don't know. I think the, the Dan's a little bit right about how Trump. There was this sleeping – everyone had been agreeing with your neoliberal ideas for years, Nick, that, like, tariffs are universally bad. We need to open up everyone to global trade, race to the bottom style. And now right. the tides are turning against that. And Trump was the one that led the genie out of the bottle by engaging yeah. in this crazy right. trade war. But they don't – they do Agreed. not – the economic indicators it, it, it do not – do not prove that what he did was was the correct approach. And and I agree I don't with know, him actually, on China. I agree with him on like tariffing the shit out I of China. I think Chinese. that 
the moral of the story that Trump had is on some of these economic policies, we have a lot of countries that are drafting off the United States, keeping a global order and having a reserve currency and a set of economic laws that people can use our financial markets. And then people are abusing that, having tax shelters and tax havens around the country or trying to like fleece us and being more antagonistic towards other countries, I think actually is probably a good thing. And so Yellen, I think, is going to say, let's do a global minimum tax treaty. And if not, then people are going to start to be, I think they're going to get a lot more hardball. Ireland is already in trouble with the EU for having a tax shelter. And you're going to see more and more of that country saying, hey, this is kind of like we weren't really focused on this, but if we're going to do all these things to keep the world safe, like you can't have tax havens all around the world. For the most part, I mean, in terms of tax havens, for the most part, like even the Swiss comply for the most part with like U.S. demands. Well, I'm saying tax havens uh, is low taxes, right? Like first sure. thing is oh. hiding money. Second thing will be low taxes. Hiding yeah. money went away, <clears throat> has gone a lot, a, a lot away. And the yeah, next thing is, and that's that's a good. I mean, I'm in favor of that as well. Like I don't I don't believe in you know some some tyrant hiding their money away in some Swiss bank account, but. Regarding tax, corporate taxes, I, I I just think that in theory, it yes, it makes sense. You want companies to pay more. In practice, what you're going to do is you're going to hurt the American consumer. Like if you're going to use tariffs I, I as a weapon to comply these countries, I disagree with that. If you can yeah. use this strategy to have healthcare be free in America, that actually helps the American consumer. If you can use this strategy to have more infrastructure investment, college oh being free, God. that helps a lot of people. You think Warren Buffett's kids should have free college? Yes, because instead of an, a tiny anecdote, I would rather have five people, 20 people, 1,000 people that don't deserve a benefit get it than have 10 million that deserve a benefit not get it. Yeah, I, I don't, I think free college. But if you want a means tested, not... that's fine. Means tested by wealth. If you have more than $10 million of wealth, familial wealth, you don't get free college. Done. What about Social Security? You're in favor of mean testing Social Security. That's a new that's a new new idea from, from the Democratic Party that I haven't heard before. I think or how about this? Instead of capping, FICA rates are what? It goes up to 125 grand. Why don't you just let it go all the way up so it doesn't phase out? Just just like Fine. going going back to tariffs, like they're not I am in favor of tariffs if they are for national security reasons. For example, like preserving an, an organic industry in the States that is relevant to national security, like shipbuilding or something like that, that is very important and vital. And the Chinese are strategically trying to like destroy domestic industries in the United States to make us vulnerable and more dependent on them, like rare earth, for example, all this other stuff. However, if you're going to tariff Canadian lumber, if you're going to tariff all these other things, what you're doing is if you're if I'm a US company that uses wood, the price of wood will go up. That makes my that cuts into my business and my bottom line. That but presumably me. Canada would also be willing to work with us on like raising corporate taxes. Right. right? Exactly. Like this isn't like a blanket increased tariffs on everything that we're importing. And also I think the issue with China is like China has enough going against them for these kinds of companies. Like if they want to if they're like, Oh my god, US tariffs, like the tax rate is too high blah, 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 I'm going to go pick up shop and move to China. Like, there's well, a whole, that's a whole do that fucking can of no, worms that they're no never going to touch. There's in China, the China, under Chinese law, you can't, like, foreign companies, if they go to China, they have to 
link up with a in a public private joint venture with the exactly. with a, with a Chinese company, about. which is essentially run by the Chinese government. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. So like, it, but, so it's not like China is a, is a threat here. It's not. It's not even an option. Right. I think you're way overestimating how many people are going to flee the U.S. because of these things. Like the exactly. U.S. is the U.S. for reasons. It's the U.S. I'm kind of. How the fuck it, could you yeah. like portray or like message to your stockholders like, look, we're a, we're a market leader. We're such a forward-thinking, progressive company, and also we've just like fled the United States, which is the economic powerhouse, to fucking incorporate in Slovakia or whatever or Ireland. Like, how how on earth would that affect your share price? Because everyone would understand that, like, you just can't cope. You don't know. I mean, you can move your headquarters to, I don't know, Liechtenstein or something like that. You can. But <laughs> Pakistan, like whatever. No, but like, I mean, that's but a country, how, for how example, that's that? not under the EU, technically. Right. It's like landlocked in Switzerland or something. It's a micro nation. But you can find places to relocate that are fine. Sure. And they yeah, can avoid. As I soon as it comes you... out into the public domain, like your share price is going to tank. Is, has, do people not do the whole like set up an oil rig and have your company on an oil rig? Sea anymore? land. You're talking about sea land. So the U.S. Navy will then come capture your little sea island and then we own your company. Great. Let's go. Imminent have... domain. Are you Dan, what are you eating? I mean, I'm just what surprised because that's on? the kind of thing I would advocate for. And you're, are you in favor of so the, that type of militarism? Um, if someone tries to move their company and their wealth to a tiny ship to avoid taxes, then we should seize the ship. Yes, I think that is... Uh, that's Isn't called that what like, the Napster did? Bring back piracy. What about, I mean, like, what about, even within the EU, I mean, I think of Ireland. That's why a lot of companies relocate to Ireland. I'm not an right. expert on corporate taxes, but like, what are you going to Ireland? Ireland? Ireland just lost a tax case at the um, EU high court saying that they're a tax shelter. So anyways, the larger point, I think the tide is moving on this. And like most neoliberal economic ideas, the sun is setting on their dominance. Sure. Let's Let's go back to the Great Depression. That was a great era of growth, economic growth. Really, I mean, like Smoot Hawley, let's go back to isolationism. Like that was a, I mean, you need 19, to read more early economic 1940s, history. like the world was at peace really in the early 1940s. I'm just saying, Nicholas, you took one econ course. I took probably a hundred and then have done this for 10 years. And I'm wow. just saying. Well, what I'm saying is, I, I think fan, this, did you the take Chicago school courses failed to indoctrinate you. Probably. I think the Chicago That's school good. failed to, to, to properly. I just want to know what you're snacking on with you, Dan. Are those cookies? No, it was some Barkman's. Very good. little... Can you is Alan Sanderson still teaching? I don't know. Most people wouldn't say he's an authority on things. Um, so what about I Gary Becker's dead? Sadly, uh, Gary Becker, legend. He's a hero. Probably the truly genius. Um, you know. Anyways, let's talk about more fun topics. Okay, you want to talk about sports, Dan? I don't know. We can talk about many different things. Like, is Messi just on fire right now? Why? Where did Messi come from? They've won how many matches in a row? They've dropped two points in all of 2021. So they're undefeated. They only have one draw. Uh, And it looks like they're going to overhaul Atletico Madrid for the Spanish title. Which That's what I'm talking about, right? Talk about legend. I I didn't know you were so up on your La Liga information. I tried to be. I, um, I would say I just am a fan of goats and late career goats. Tom Brady, Messi, LeBron. I want them all to have more titles. 
I see. Excellence into your late 30s and 40s at sports you're not supposed to be. It's just phenomenal. Serena Williams. I do like LeBron. It's hard not to like LeBron. That's what I'm just a fan of. More of those titles. Brady to win, LeBron to win. That'd be great. Messi. Nick, you seem forlorn over there. How's it going? I'm thinking about final uh, college basketball. The it was kind oh, yeah. of a dud. Did you watch any of those games? Yeah, I guess the local people here in the PNW, the Central Pacific Northwest, are following this Gonzaga. Well, Gonzaga lost against Baylor, and I know the yeah. Baylor their mascot is the Bear, Bear Baylor Bears. That was pretty sad, wasn't it? They they lost those very Patriots of whatever 2009 or whatever to win every yeah. game and then lose the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring it up, sorry. Uh, Six of seven, yeah. Was that when Drew Bledsoe was playing? No. That was the year when they got Moss, and they steamrolled the entire league, put up the most points ever, went 18-0, and then lost to the fucking Giants. Um, That wild game. That was after Drew Bledsoe, then. That was, like, way after Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe had... Yeah, already retired, had gone to the Bills and then retired by that point, I believe. No, uh, he's the his Super Bowl was the one they lost in New Orleans to the, to the uh, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. In like ninety six. When was that? 95, 96? 95 or ninety six? Yeah. yeah. God, ninety six. We can talk about nineteen ninety six. Ninety six, actually, I'm pretty sure. Because I think that was the only. That was a pretty Where good were year. we in ninety six? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was probably running around outside or on my bike. Sixth Mm, we were young back then. What were you into? What was like your favorite? What was like the first cassette you bought? Uh, CD or cassette? Either one. Oh, the Kid Rock, the one with the middle finger on it, or the blur, <laughs> like uh, blur, the with song two. And uh, then that's uh, a great one. Limp Biscuit, chocolate starfish, or hot dog flavored water. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you all laugh? Those were those is. Fred Durst's magnum opus. Was I never bought incredible. cassettes, but uh, the first CDs <laughs> I bought were Help and A Hard Day's Night. Oh, the Beatles. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, Supernatural by Santana, <laughs> which I was like too young for, but uh, I grew to appreciate like after a few years. Did you wear a fedora in high school? No, I did not wear a fedora in high school. Dan, was your really you like Billy Joel or something? I think so. River of Dreams, Billy Joel. Jesus. I go walking in my sleeve. We're so old. Mine was Skilo. You remember Skilo? I wish I was a little bit taller. Mm. Yeah, I have that song on my MP3 player. Painted it on our wall. <laughs> wish I was... Uh, 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 what was that song? Uh, uh, Blind Melon. Remember that? With the bu- girl dressed up in the Bumblebee right. music How video? does it go? This has got to be pretty, uh, pretty riveting right now to listen to. But thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please tune in next week, and as always, stay safe and get vaccinated.